uh, I told my mom the plot of a book that I uh, had actually written um, called 700 Degrees, which is about a narcoleptic arsonist who falls in love with a and person. And shooting the gun and with the big twist is it turns out it's half so cool. But my point is, I was telling I my twist. That's it, it. Builds up really good, actually. It might not, you know, want to give it a try, but um, but I was telling my mom about this, and she goes, "Who writes this stuff? It's so weird." And I was like, "I, I, I do." I was just telling you, I, I wrote that, and she goes, "Oh, is there a market for that?" Is there a market? And I'm like. If Fight Club can become a movie, then yes, there's a market for this. Um, actually, one of the blurbs I was promised was uh, Polnick uh, actually said, when I told him the idea, he goes, that's really weird. I'm like, can I put that on the blurbs? Like, Chuck Polnick, it's really weird. Because that was when I ran into him at the Tedder cover. Have you read the Fight Club yet? The new one? The Fact Club? Fight Club. Oh, the second, uh, the sequel that's in comics. Mm. Um, issue four, I believe, came out this week. Um, I haven't gotten. I'm gonna go grab it next week because um, I buy two copies because I buy one for Deb and then I take the one with the best cover. Usually the David Mack cover because I love David Mack art. Um, but yeah, um, Chuck Palnick written Cameron. Oh, what the fuck is his name? The guy that draws it, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. But he drew um, Sea Guy with um, <laughs> no, I don't Grant Morrison. You know who Grant Morrison is. Uh, I might know the name. Uh, the Arkham Asylum comic. I've never read that. Um, yeah, I don't know how to describe Grant Morrison to you. Don't worry about it. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. Tim Tebow, man. I know. I swear I'd never open or say his name again, but he's probably going to make the Eagles squad and they're going to cut Matt Barkley. A lot of people think that. Wasn't, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Vic playing for them? Oh, no, that's, he's playing for the Falcons now, yeah? Steelers. Steelers. I don't think he'll ever be playing for the Falcons. He's not was that the team he was on when the whole thing happened? Yeah. And he got traded. He got traded to the Eagles, though, right? I'm like, I'm he not wrong. Right he got released and he, went to he went prison. To the jail. <laughs> so there were trades involved. He the longest out. yard, and Ma- then matter of fact, they they sued him for all the money. Sued him for money. So did uh, I think Nike did too. Yeah, a lot of people sued him for. But money. But he ended up on the Eagles for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, he played I'm, on. I'm the not wrong in that. Okay. But he was other a birds of prey. He came out. Oh, and just, Jets. He came out and was just, you know, invited to go to a camp. You know, like, they invite people. You don't have to be drafted or traded. Special cases are made, and they made one for Vic. And By the way, I don't want to back, but, like, really nice pen, right? <coughs> Maybe yours? Like, yeah. Nice. It was in the... Over there. I gave it to you guys a couple weeks ago, because you know, oh, one of you guys needed a pen. It's a pen thing. It's about to be a Jerry Seinfeld thing. Ah, keep it, keep it. Ah, ah but it's a nice pen. <laughs> it's one of those like, I have nice pens. Um, a, a, a dude that I'm in a fan in the fantasy football league playing against said that Matt Barkley is a better quarterback than than Bob Osweiler and got at me about talking about Peyton Manning, um, which we'll delve into that a little bit, but. 
whether or not he's better than Brock, just the fact that he's not a good quarterback. He's not a good NFL quarterback in any way, shape, or form. He probably had his opportunity to. I don't know. Probably not that much. I don't, I don't know that. I, 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 it's, it's here's the thing. I don't even know how you can make a statement like that when neither one of them have ever played really meaningful time. So yeah, that's that's the very the very big one. Um, it's it's not that good. Barkley never lived up to his expectations anywhere. He's in this, the same guy said that Brock is a career backup, which remains to be seen. But um, Barkley is a career backup. If he's lucky, <laughs> Barkley might be lucky to be in the league. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, he's, he's not even. He's you can't be anything even. less than a backup when you when you are in the when you're a vet. They're not going to make you a third stringer. They're not going to keep you around. They don't want to keep you around because if you're a vet, you got to make vet money. You got vet minimums. And you what about Narles Barkley? He might be the worst of all three. I like Charles Barkley better. Charles Barkley would have been a really good tight end. What about Barkley the dog from Sesame Street? Remember that dog? It's Big Bird's dog. I do not. Big Bird had a lot of things going on, didn't he? He's on a lot of ass. Why do you gotta say that like it's weird? Because it is weird. Like he's having sex with all of them. Maybe. Well, that's where your mind went. All I, all we can spe- do is speculate and just say maybe. But yeah, Barkley the dog, the, he looked like he got made out of mops. That was Snuffleupagus. Nope, that was his imaginary friend. Yeah. The hair no, Barkley actually existed. Like, interacted with other people. Anyway. Um, he just referred to a Sesame Street character as in, No, he actually existed. <laughs> he lived with Elmo for a while. They were roommates. Tim Tebow. It well, it's a tough economy. The, the theory is, is that Tim Tebow will be... And I don't want to talk too much about Tim Tebow. Because who does? Maybe Tim Tebow's family. But... I would be surprised if he's on the squad. I've heard rumors similar, but I don't know. Who knows what to think about that anyway? Who knows what Chip Kelly's going to do? Is probably the the better thing to do because oh, he's he's not yeah. afraid. He's not afraid yeah. to. He's not afraid to utilize him in the way that that he wants to. He and, wants and to, and that he should be. He's a so he's already shown he's kind of going against the grain from. Some teams, as far as getting rid of talent and money and using people in different areas, he's he's like Kubiak in that respect. I would say just as the the fact, and they both like having you know guys who do multiple things, not just you know specialists. So specialist takes up a room on a roster unless he's really special, and that special thing is big plays. It's really hard for for anyone really to. But I guess that whole statement also backfires on Tim Tebow because if you really kept him, you'd use him as a two-point specialist, I would think, mostly, um, inside the red zone. Or not just two-point, but, you know, third and ones, fourth and inches, stuff like that. Because undeniably, he can do that. He still will be able to do that. I believe that. But, yeah. I mean, that's one of those we'll things. We'll see. I, I don't think they'll keep Barkley. I can't, I can't see him keeping Barkley. Up. It's one of those things where... I think that doesn't take your quarterback out of a rhythm because fourth down... Is usually not a comfortable place for yeah. you to be as a quarterback anyway, no matter who you are, unless you're Tom Brady, who's notorious for making fourth downs. But aside from him, I really don't know people who are comfortable in fourth down. Well, it's not, it's the least ideal down. You want so to be. they, you know, if they're, they're not, most of them aren't comfortable in the first place, 
you could you could take him out and throw Tebow in there. He gets the first down. He runs off the field. Quarterback back on the field. He don't give a shit. And you get to you get to come off quick. He knows the play. He's out there running, calling it, and 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 keeps that fast pace going. Okay, enough Tebow stuff. Sorry about that. Denver Broncos had a football game preseason. The the uh, dress rehearsal, if you will, the biggest preseason game number three against the San Francisco 49ers at our house last night. Kicked off at seven o'clock. Beautiful game. Not really. Uh, it was a game. It was a good game. It was a game. It was a good game. We won. <laughs> um, our defense is continuing to make plays. Not all over the place. Von Miller points to be scored. Von, Von Miller gets a sack on the second play of the game. Uh, Dever gets a uh, a safety sack on on Kaepernick. He sacked him twice last year, if I remember, in that game. Um, Shane Ray came off a couple times. Um, we, we were all over the field. Akeem Tlaib pile-drived. No, not a pile-drive. Kind of like a... More. Like a, you know... What did... When you pick him up and sidewalk slam. Sidewalk slam. Sidewalk oh, yeah. slammed him. Uh, pretty fucking good. I forget which receiver it was. Solid tackle. He's, Solid tackle. He, it's illegal now, and it's, it's but it wasn't called. But you're not supposed to drive like that anymore. But... I don't give a shit about stuff like that. What I like seeing is that's what the attitude is. <laughs> I think Chris Harris Jr. and Keep Tlaib are going to be playing with a huge chip on their shoulder. I think they feel snubbed by their peers. They that's do. a bigger that's a bigger thing to feel than being snubbed by media, than being snubbed by naysayers, oh, being snubbed by coaches, blah blah blah, whatever you want. They the one thing that they want is respect respect from the people that they play the game with. Absolutely. people who have played the game. They don't give a shit about everybody else's opinion. They don't give a shit about your opinion. They don't give a shit about my opinion. They give a shit about people's opinion who play with them. And what those group of people who decided their fate, basically as a whole said, you guys aren't even... You guys aren't better than Adam Venetieri, is what they said. Yeah, that, that's a, that was that was pretty weird. It's, it was also T.J. Ward in that as well. He got left off the list. I thought he could have been a low... A little bit on that list. They were all Pro Bowlers. They were all considered for All Pro and whatnot. Um, good, and they're going to play well. I, 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 don't, I don't think we have a problem in the secondary. I don't think we're really having trouble with the linebacker. I feel like Brandon Marshall's playing better than I anticipated. Uh, we haven't seen enough of Trevathan, but I feel like if he's coming back healthy and out there making some plays, he missed a tackle early in the game. I remember probably in the first first series um, for the Niners offensively, and. He missed the tackle, but he was right there. And he's the kind of guy that, that tackles. I'm not worried about him too much. Being rusty is 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 one thing for a guy that's been out for you know almost a full year, much a whole with, year with injuries based on a guy who's 39 and played football steadily for a whole you know lifetime and calling him being rusty. Trevathan is rusty, and he will he will get back into what needs to happen. Still impressed with the uh, defensive line. Very impressed with the defensive line. Constant pressure from the middle and the edges. And it didn't matter if Shaq Barrett was in there. And it didn't matter if Shane Ray was in there. We were still getting pressure. Um, both of those guys were rushing Kaepernick and making plays on the ones. Still playing 49ers offensive line starting crew. So I am a lot happier than I was six months ago going into this season thinking to myself what the fuck are we going to do with having no linebackers I felt our linebacker core I said that a thousand times lots of shows 
I said, I'm concerned about the depth at linebacker. And now I'm really not. And I was concerned about the middle of the defense because I wasn't at all worried about the edge. Wasn't at all worried about the defensive backs. They've answered my questions, and so much so that I made sure I took them in my fantasy draft now. Going to my fantasy. I took him first before he did. He totally took him first. A week before. Mm-hmm. He did it. He made the shot. I'll, I'll go out there and say I did take Tex- the Texans' defense first, but it's because I was confident that when it came back around three or four picks later that I would. You went back to back, ladies and gentlemen. Back to back, back, to back defense. defense. I know that scares some people. They think, what the fuck are uh, you doing? It, I'll it's, take it's showing that Brandon Marshall was taking advantage of his opportunity more so than most people thought he would, considering he was an undrafted player, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. And Trevathan is um, going to do the same thing. Um, it's the front, the front line, the uh, front three, if you will, whatever, doing their job with Vaughn Miller and D. Ware attacking the edges. Uh, Shane Ray, Shaq. Barrett, whatever it might be, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be swarming the D. We're gonna be creating turnovers. We're gonna be getting interceptions. Forcing fumbles. We're gonna be forcing fumbles. It's going to be a good defensive season. Offensively, another like beyond beyond the word disappointing game, in my opinion. Wasn't very happy with uh, our passing game whatsoever. Our decision making, whether it's an audible, which I think some of them were, um, third and twos from Peyton Manning. Um, I'm not happy at all right now with Peyton Manning. I'm not happy either. Uh, we haven't seen Emmanuel Sanders. He's still, it's a, a hamstring injury is still, it's a nagging little thing, but he's, he's a kind of, kind of pro and kind of athlete that you don't have to worry about that. He's going to be good to go. Um, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders though accounts for drop passes, doesn't account for poor timing on throws, doesn't account for the inability to throw a ball past 20 yards he without heaving it. He certainly doesn't account for it, and he's not going to change the fact that Manning can't throw the fucking ball where it needs to go on time. Because he's old, and his arm sucks now. And he can't throw the fucking ball. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, I, I, you know what? Maybe the injury's caught up to him, but Brock has looked better. The ball throw is, is the ball comes out better. He's missed throws. There's no doubt about that. He's missed open guys, high, you know, open guys where he's just not putting the ball anywhere near. It's it's erratic. You know what you what you hope is that that ends with time, but he's not going to have that time because we're riding with Madden with Manning and um. I don't I don't I'm not encouraged at all in the least bit. I'm, I'm even less discouraged. We've already stated that we're we're not happy about being right so far and we had better expectations that we're hoping would be wrong and it hasn't happened this this is two weeks in a row of shit bad play from one of the greatest of all time 55 touchdowns two years ago Elias Naranjo and I will agree with you on that point that that happened two years ago but what Elias Naranjo but what I will not agree with you on is the fact that it has any bearing on what is going to happen in the next six months of football Six months, not six months, five months. It doesn't add up to two two weeks, to two years ago. It, it's not the the point. Denver Broncos post right there, blasting him a little bit. I will be blasting some other people later on. I, I, we're not haters. We're we're uh, 
Skeptics at this point. <laughs> the skeptics don't have anything to look at. They just think it. We're 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 thinking that what we have seen sucks. <laughs> and it's not a good sign. Since when he's, week twelve. When well, can I, it would He is healthier now than he was supposedly since week eleven last year. That's the St. Louis game. And he was injured for part of last year, so Right now, he's healthier than he's going to be because, as, as people have said, it's preseason. It's not, he's just coming off everything and blah, blah, blah. So, he's healthy now. The arm should be better, right? It's not. He's, he's slow. It's not there. It's not there. What do you got, Doug? Well, it's just that coming from an outsider's point of view, um, I know these preseason games are played by second string, third string, so forth, so on. Um... But some of the scores, like when I saw the score from, was it last night on the game with the 49ers, mm-hmm. 19 to 12, that seems a little close considering what they're touting. Well, well, here's what happened. It was real close. The first team offense didn't score a touchdown. We got a field goal. We got a safety, which is two points. And then we got another field goal, and it was like 8 to 3 at half or something like that. It was a weird game. But the offense did not score touchdowns because... We're throwing the ball in the red zone. Manning's arm is not strong enough to fit him in the windows in the red zone because there's not as much fucking room and the windows close faster in the red zone. Red zone is 20 yards into the end zone. Gotcha. So you're going from the 20 to the 10 to the end zone. zone. So it's a lot smaller of a space for the defense to defend. And the windows are smaller and they close quicker. And the ball has to go... And his ball goes... Apparently he throws the penguin. Um, yeah, but I mean, try to throw a penguin. My, it'll my be all like this. These, these, these scores <laughs> are there, but it's, these scores are so much closer than they were. I'm not. The, the, the scores are no, 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 no. You hold on. No, I, you're just no, the scores. No, the point. You have to listen. It's like my show, his show. The scores are not the issue here. He's got the scores are not the issue here. That's that's what the preseason part is. Okay, the issue is. The reason the score is 19 is because the first thing, first string offense with Peyton Manning leading it is not scoring touchdowns. They're moving the ball, as everyone does. They point out the, the, the completion percentage, the yards, which are still like 8 to 7 yards a throw, which is down. That, that's not a good average to have in this day and age of football. It's becoming worse. I will, I will admit, you, you bring up actually an interesting point about the scores. Because something I noticed when he said that is actually all the other scores from the preseason games, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of the scores from the other preseason games were, I mean, touchdown scores. I mean, it didn't look like, pre- like the score that we had for this game, that's the kind of score you expect from preseason one, uh, preseason <coughs> two. Like, those are the kind of scores Or a really expect. tough game in the actual season. In the actual season, and that's not what this would represent. Cause we like, were it so was 1912. Dominant. We were so dominant defensively that, I mean, I think if this were the regular season, but because, you of the de- the, because of the way the defense played, this, this we would have still won that game no matter what. But I, they wouldn't have scored or got what they did at the end of the game. But like Doug, that's, to Doug's point about third and fourth stringers, the, the Niners scored their points against garbage. Our garbage. So ours were third ineffective and their third and fourth strings were effective against ours. That's very much a preseason game. I I'm not I don't think the scores read anything into it. 
I, I don't. It, it, there's 19 to 12 games all the time. I know there was 31 to 13 games, but one team only scored 13 points. So that happens a lot in preseason. I don't read scores into this at all. It's what you are looking and the performance and why there aren't points on the board. That's what I'm, that's I think what I'm the really most, more concerned about. I think the thing that does and concern me the most about it is the fact that Peyton Manning isn't He's not moving the ball. He's been stopped on his first drive every single game. He keeps getting stopped. And he does not move the ball to score points. I think that's not indicative of him learning a new offense because he's obviously he's Peyton Manning. The thing he's known for is being a legend of the game in his Articulate. Yeah. He is the He is the mind. He is... Doug, smart comic book guy, character, any kind. Name one, I'll give you Genius. his real name. Lex Luthor. Bruce Banner. His real name is Lex Luthor and Bruce Banner. I'm just what? saying. <laughs> he, that's, He's comparing that's, smart people. Smart, smart comic guys. Reed Richards. Somebody who's smart. Okay. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yes. He's a very, very smart quarterback. He's very smart. And he's so not able to pick this so much more simplistic offense up. Way easier offense. This, this but everyone else easier. is. But everyone else is. At, well, rookies are. Doug. But I, I have a question. When you talk about that points ultimately don't matter. In a preseason game, they don't. Ultimately. Oh, in, in preseason. Okay. That's but, like, exactly but what I'm saying is like points. Yes, I know. But okay. points win games. And when I see low scores, now stats notwithstanding, so don't jump on me about that one. Um, but ultimately, like, 19 to 12 is a relatively low-scoring game in football. I know I'm a novice at best, but that's a low-scoring game on both sides. Um, but comparatively to the scores you saw last season from the Broncos... 19's relatively low. Relatively, and I don't know. I don't know how much. I just we just were telling you how the offense is not scoring touchdowns in the first half with Peyton Manning on the field. That's it's literally who it, played the second half. Osweiler. 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 Where, the, where the point where the touchdown the touchdown came from. Um, and that's that's him with the second. The Broncos have a really tough choice coming into the season. I, oh, it, here's I don't, the thing. I don't think there's. It's a not choice. a choice. It's it's they've forced their own hand by. Absolutely. Paying by, they, they by painted, paying him, they, by paying they painted him themselves into a corner is what you're saying. Always fuck this up. He's fucked this part up trying to keep someone happy because of the upside that he has. Because Peyton Manning's upside is he's really high upside. I don't know. I don't. He's I, I Manning. Don't, not that's anymore. It. Like what, that's what is, not, why, why does John Elway? That doesn't fucking matter what he is or was. He's an only one. He's a name. That doesn't fucking matter. And you're right that it's being out there, but that's the problem. That is the problem. Thank you. That it, <laughs> but, it, but it is a matter. Like, when you say it doesn't matter, yes, it does. Oh, we're the ones dealing with it. Yeah, it matters. Now, y'all are the ones dealing with it. <laughs> I know. So what are you telling I, us I'm, it I'm matters just, I'm just waiting for Captain America 3 over Okay, there. shut the fuck up then. <laughs> the fucking problem here is all of that. He can't change it up. It's not working. Us all thinking, lots of us, that he can't work in this system is, no, is absolutely correct. It is absolutely correct. When when people like John Satterley on the Denver Broncos site talk about 
We need balance. That's how people win championships. No, run the ball. Put your hand down. I'm not a teacher. Fucking. <laughs> we run the ball. We play good defense. We we do do do. Balance. You can't have balance if the quarterback can't be effective. And being being effective between the twenties is not what we're gonna need. I mean, that's we need it. We need it down in the red zone because that run game is gonna get stacked the fuck up if they're not worried about defending within the red zone. It is, it's 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 so blaring. Like these these receivers and these tight ends and these running backs are waiting for the ball like a half a second longer than they should be, and that that allows defenders, that allows tacklers, that eliminates yard after catch, that eliminates effectiveness of guys like Demarius Thomas, of even a tight end who has two and a half feet on a fucking running back or on a linebacker. He's gonna be able to turn up field and get four to five yards instead of being tackled on the catch and get a three yard gain. This is what is missing. The little things that people will not fucking admit. The arm strength is not there. If I threw you a ball as hard as I could on a fucking five yard in or a five yard out, it would get there quicker and you'd be able to turn up field. I mean, you wouldn't be able to, but Ryan would be able to. And it would be a turn up field I could for run like out a there seven, eight yard game instead of being grabbed right away because you had to. Like, you watch that game. Go rewatch it, motherfuckers. Denver Broncos fans love you. Go watch it. They're, they're like, waiting for the ball. <coughs> saw Demarius. Saw Casey. Saw Owen Daniels do it. Saw fucking, um, Mont- no, I saw, I think it was Ronnie Hillman. No, CJ. Do it. All of them, like, put their hands up like the ball's going to be there. And then, like, they take a breath because it's not there. So, they're like, ah, like, they're, they're up. Their rhythm is thrown off. You know, because you're, like, you want to catch the ball, like, Okay. They're like they're catching the ball like. Okay, it, it doesn't come in fast enough. It's not going to. His arm is not going to be any better in three weeks, let alone ten weeks down the road. I don't know. No, what's what, what now, hold on, done. hold on. Time out, Manning. And I don't mean to turn this into a comic book thing. I'm not going to. But I'm just saying, this coming from a previous really joke I made about. <laughs> deal with it. Coming from the the, the, jo- the the joke I made about Captain America three, let me ask you this. Now, oh my God. Captain America can throw a bucky. We have a lot to talk about on this. Let's go. I know. With your Captain so, America conversation, Captain America and uh, uh, Iron Man were part of a thing called Civil War. Now, in that, in that, are the Broncos creating a Marvel Comics esque Civil War thing? Between the camps, rooting for Osweiler and rooting for Matt. There is no Osweiler camp. But that's that's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. And okay, no, that's no, no, what no. I'm saying. But that's because like people are saying, hold on, like let me finish, because oh you guys are coming out against Manning, but not against not him. against Manning, not at all. Saying what's happening, just speaking the truth. See, you're talking like all those other motherfuckers, well, and I'll don't shut up, and I will tell you right now, Brock Osweiler is not who we want. Ross Osweiler is who we have. That's the option. That is the other fucking option that has been okay. given to us. We're not pumping Brock up. There's really a little, very little group of people who are like, oh, he was really good. He's going to be this. The rest of us just want to see. So there is really a Civil War thing. No. Happening. No. Because we all also know that if Peyton is on the team, Peyton's going to start. Okay? Peyton is going to start on this team. That is exactly what's going to happen. What we don't want is the just, just separation of playing someone else. 
and acting like it's an impossibility to put anybody else in because of Peyton Manning. That is bullshit. We are the Denver Broncos. We have been the Denver Broncos for a long time. This is his 18th fucking season. He has been in 17 seasons before. You know how many other teams won Super Bowls? 16. You don't need Peyton Manning to win fucking Super Bowls. Yes, we've talked about that. So, um, so what are you so, defending so, so or talking it, on? So what I'm talking about is like, what... So is there a camp that's against Manning and like one that's for? Yes. They oh can't my see God. you raising your hand. You can't see I'm just called out two people. That's that's what that's the problem right now. Manning suckers and people who, you know, can I, know that can we I, breathe air and wake up and we drink water every day because we have to, and then there's others. Okay, so I'm sorry. I, I don't want to start off on a sidebar. Another um, one? You just did a sidebar with your Civil War rant. More sidebar, Doug. Let's go. We're going to go, like, farther to the okay, side? Okay, so obviously Manning the doesn't perform. Manning doesn't perform this season. There's he's going no, to retire even if he does. No, I'm not stopping. And you guys, he's going to retire even if he does. No matter what happens this year, this is the last year of Peyton Manning. He will go into the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will be considered by some the best of all right. times. Yes. By most right. other people, he's yes. one okay. of the best bam, of all bam, time. Bam, 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 bam. And Brock Osweiler will be our quarterback next year. We will Matt. sign him to a minimal contract. He will compete with Simeon, the man that Kubiak drafted this year. That will be the competition. That was my question. Like, I what? know what your question was. I will get to it. That is what will happen with the Denver Broncos. This year is settled. We don't win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning unless our defense is best in the league. Our defense creates the turnovers we're just talking about. Unless our offensive line gets their shit together running-wise and blocks like a motherfucker and creates lanes for C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman and Juwan Thompson. Can they do that? Yes, they can. And also, they need to keep a bubble around Peyton Manning. That is the problem. What Brock Osweiler can definitely do that Peyton Manning cannot do is run away from somebody. Peyton Manning cannot. Peyton Manning will fall down. He fell down yesterday instead of making a play or taking a hit. Because he can't do either. Did he hit that little medical alert button? If it was there, he did. Because he went like this and fell down. The guy was three yards away from him, three, four yards away from him. He didn't hit the wide-open guys because it was an all-out blitz. And there was guys wide open. I'm pretty sure it was Owen Daniels, wasn't it? It was wide open on the side the blitz was coming from, and he just ate it and fell to the ground. I know you don't understand what that is, but that's terrible. Well, I understand what flung to the ground means. But eating it. Eating it. He just ate it. He ate the yardage, right? I know. Oh, I, I, but I want to... I Doug yeah, I'll come brings down. up brings up some stuff that's that's always we can we catch it as kind of like flack for being like Manning haters. No, we are first of all we're Bronco fans. I'm a Bronco fan first and foremost. Period. I'm a Bronco fan before I'm a Peyton Manning fan. I'm rooting for Peyton Manning to do well. Gonzo is rooting for Peyton Manning to do well. Yeah, he's your quarterback. We I mean, want the starting quarterback of our team to, to do, do well. well. That's, I mean, it's really that simple. It's it's very simple. It's very similar to, okay, when a president gets elected, and you didn't like him, you didn't run, you didn't root for him. You don't root for him to do shitty because you're pro America. You still want him to not ruin our country while he's in office. 
I tend to disagree with you on you that. You really one. want the somebody to ruin the country while he's in there? No, but Republicans do every time that a Democrat <laughs> gets voted in, and Democrats do every time a Republican gets voted in. They relish in it, actually. So, I mean, that's I, I don't. I'm I saying I don't. With that. I'm saying I don't. I didn't say people don't. I said I don't. I mean, I didn't want Bush to do that well because he'd get elected again, but it didn't seem to matter any fucking way. But regardless of politics. My point being that I don't root for him to do poorly. I just know what I've seen. And what I've seen is nothing made sense about what they were talking about last year. About hip injuries and quad injuries that at no point were on any kind of injury report. He was he had a quad injury. You're supposed to report that. So if that was true, the NFL should have fined you for not reporting it. John Fox. That's period. But I don't believe that's the case. That's why they didn't report any kind of quad injury. No, it's, it's excuses for a very calculated man who has mapped his whole career out in a way that maximizes every bit of profit he can get, every bit of notoriety he can get, every bit of publicity he can get as far as doing the right interviews, doing his endorsements, doing all of that. Like with the situation, all of a sudden he wants to talk about his fingertips. The fact that he can't wear it, the fact that people like us have known that, that's why he wears the glove. People who don't, the Manning suckers, just always said, no, he didn't have to. And now they're, now they're, now they're all, well, no, his fingertips are numb. His fingertips are numb. It's, and you know what's funny? Is they forget the other part of that. Manning also said in that same interview, oh, it's been that way. Uh-huh. So it's like, but why... So why even say it? Like, how can you say that he's not diminished when he is telling you that he is diminished? <laughs> like, he is telling you that he is not he's as telling good as he him, was. I don't feel my fingertips anymore. Uh-huh. It's not. And John Elway on the game jokes that it's because he threw. You know, if I threw all those passes, maybe my fingertips would be. No, because you are just a freaking machine and. Regardless You've actually got your ass kicked all the time, John Elway, and we know that that's not the case, any real fucking football fan. And I'll throw that out there, I'll use that real football fan. Not, not what fucking team you love, but I mean, if you actually just understand football, and you put the guys next to each other, and what they did, and what they got their asses kicked, like, there's no contest in who's tougher, period. Who played harder, who had a bigger arm, who was able to run out of plays, and... Got a surgery, still came back, could throw the ball 55, 60 yards on a fucking rope, and took a bigger pay cut, and stayed humble. Oh, he was humble. He was a humble football player, and won two Super Bowls without worrying about back to back. his dealerships. He sold his shit. Hey, Manning ain't selling none of his shit. He ain't selling no Papa John's. He gonna keep all he keep that all. shit. Hey, Papa John's, you got Doug. You ain't got no Papa John's. You are fucked. You are fucked. Though I gotta say, uh, in light of what we recently brought up, um, who would you guys side with? Iron Man or Captain America? I'd take Iron Man. Iron Man. Really? I like the bad guy and he gets pussy. <laughs> Captain America is just like deflecting pussy and it's insulting. <laughs> He's all, no thanks, Fuck ma'am. You, man. I'm just doing my job. 
Like, oh, fuck. wouldn't you want to get a workout on, like, you know, being a super soldier? What kind of fuck you'd be? I mean, like, dude, like, come here, come here, girl. <laughs> now, I'm gonna. They probably you're gonna get a whole wet. bunch of chemicals and I make my body look like this. I imagine. Know gonna, I know you're getting wet. Just imagine. Because I'm making you wet. But I'm gonna lube you up a little bit because it's gonna hurt. All right. <laughs> There's gonna be periodic times where I'm adding more lube, but you won't feel it because you'll just feel my dick going. And that's uh, like a woodpecker. But wouldn't that be Iron Man? A really <laughs> big woodpecker. Iron Man goes. I did this chemical injection to my dick that makes it go no, Iron Man's the rich playboy who <laughs> doesn't like have to iron, fuck like a Like an star. iron condom <laughs> goes, that just vibrates. Goes, now get the fuck out. <laughs> he gets what he wants. If he sees a girl he's like all I want to do is lick her nipples and put my finger in her butthole. Then I'll give her a gift bag and send her on her way. Rogers would have to marry you. <laughs> that's that okay. That yeah. sucks balls. Marriage is punishment for shoplifting. He does knock up a chick. Except for Ryan. He's like Way to go, Captain America. Captain Hawaiian. Captain Pearl Harbor. Oh. Ooh. Well, we, we went off on a little bit of, of a rant there. Let's get into our five times. Five times? Can I go? That was five. Five times. That was so five. much clipping. Five times. So much clipping. Clip, 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 clip. Top five fantasy quarterbacks. I don't, I don't know if this is going to be too much different, but mine is. So I'll just go ahead and knock it out first. Uh, I'm putting Drew Brees at number five because I know they're going to run the ball, but he's still going to, he's still going to make his plays. He's still going to get guys open and make the throws. Uh, number four, Matt Ryan. I expect him to step up this year. I think he's a good quarterback. Three, Ben Roethlisberger. Two, Aaron Rodgers. And one, Andrew Luck. Uh, I don't expect Peyton Pat Manning to be in the top five this year, even as projected. I, We've spent enough time on that stupid hick. I'm moving on from that. Very interesting list. Yeah, not, I find not, it very intriguing, but I agree with you. Peyton Manning is not in my top five. I like to go outside the box on my fantasy I think stuff. Peyton Manning's going to slip out of the top ten even. So I will go number five, uh, Tony Romo. Had a pretty good year last uh, year. I didn't think of Tony. And... Uh, I think he's still gonna. Think he's he's got a little bit less competition with some of the other guys getting old. Um, Tom Brady also does not make my list this year. Um, just outside, I think he's gonna be like number six, number seven. But that's been his thing lately, just not throwing a shit ton of touchdowns because he doesn't have receivers to throw a shit ton of touchdowns to. Number four, Big Ben, the rapist himself, my quarterback. The rapist, my quarterback. Uh, I like my rapist acquitted. Number three, Drew Brees. I think because they're going to run more, I think that'll make him more successful than he's been in the past where they're just throwing it a ton because the thing with Drew Brees in fantasy is it's nice and everything to have him on your team. He does throw lots of yards and lots of touchdowns. He throws lots of interceptions too. Um, but I think that having him throw less will, I think he'll make more of them count. So I think he'll throw fewer interceptions. Yep, yep. Uh, number two, Andrew Luck. Absolutely. Um, Andrew Luck can... Fucking guy's going to be a stud. He's going to be the, the man here in the next couple of years. He will be the man. He can run. He keeps plays going. He throws every pass in the fucking book. Smart. He's got it all. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Still the man. Still the man. 
even without Jordy, is still going to be the man. Making receivers just like Peyton Manning used to. He's a stud, just like John Elway used to. The three amigos, those guys sucked. <laughs> took about Not took even a consideration for any Hall of Fames at all. <laughs> Not even the Ring of Fame. No one's like, hey, where's Ricky Natale's number? Oh, like, that's at Shannon least Mark Sharp. Jackson, right? No way. I'm just saying, like, of them? No, I'd take Vance. He had a ponytail. <laughs> like Steven Seagal. Still rocking, still rocking the ponytail when nobody does. Has, is, did. He was rocking is. a ponytail when he ran over his girlfriend with his car. <laughs> I think just about all of them decided to beat their bitches. What about Clarence K? He was a good guy. Was he? Lots of cocaine and domestic violence over there. <laughs> <laughs> this, this growing problem in the NFL. That just started after Ray Rice slugged his bitch. I'm sorry. Oh, we're laughing at domestic violence. People are going to hate us, but it's not funny. It's only not funny when it happens to you. Top five adult cartoons? <laughs> So who wants to go first after that? I'll go first. I think Ryan should keep going after I'll that. I'll keep it rolling. <laughs> Number five, Beavis and Butthead, not for the actual part of the cartoon, but like when they're making fun of like the videos. They're hey, man, there, give, me, give me a beer, this one's warm. We were all going to that one. Yes, because the actual part where the story happens is just kind of gay and stupid. Dude, hit or miss. Stuff. Some of those are really good. I remember the one where they like try to wash the dog, <laughs> like ends up puking on itself. And they're like washing the dog, washing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> or the one where uh, what is it? Butthead falls in love with the miscreant who keeps trying to make him uh, shoplift stuff. I remember that one. Uh-huh. That he was keeps really telling all the stuff out of the store. <laughs> all the stuff in his yeah. shirt. And it's like I love him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, number four, it's claymation, but I'm going with robot chicken. Okay. I don't know if it'll count. I feel like it counts. I'll be perfectly honest. I had it on my honorable mentions because it's not traditional animation, but it is stop motion animation, which counts as a animation or unanimation rather. It's not a cartoon as part of the thing, but, but I feel like yeah, it it's toy animation. Toy animation. Stop motion. Um, number three, South Park. I know where you're all going after South this. Park has got to be there. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, Family Guy, which is a show that one. a show that when it first came on, it was so fucking funny to me. I tried to describe it to people, like I'd be trying to like talk about a bit, but I'd forget because there's so much funny things happening in the fucking show. I just couldn't explain it. They're like, oh, okay, and they got canceled. And then I was one of the thousands of people who bought the fucking disc set and got them back on the air. I uh, watched it on uh, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um. Number one to me is Archer. I laugh at every single fucking episode. It is the what best. is this vault? Archer is one of the Wolverine's best bones at animated characters. Am I the only one that reads X Men? Ever, ever love Archer. Are we still saying phrasing? Said Ripley to the Android Bishop. Android Bishop. Now, you gotta remember, that's not an android bishop like a space bishop, but that's the actual name of the android. It's actually a lot of, it's a point that a lot of people miss. Because they go, oh, the android bishop, like a space bishop. And I went, 
No, that's what the android was named in the first Aliens movie. Bishop. Freezy! Bam! Oh, my country! Woo! <laughs> Alright, my turn. <laughs> I have some uh, honorable mentions. Aqua Team. Hunger Force. Hit or miss, but when it hits, it hits. Oh, first three seasons it hits. Ooh, it does. Four seasons. Yeah, they've been smoking a lot of pot. Sea Lab 2021. Mm-hmm. Metalocalypse. Oh, motherfucker! Got you, Doug. I thought that would be on uh, this list. Yeah. And one of my favorites, I think it was only a season, <laughs> but it was funny and wrong the whole time. Lil Bush. Great cartoon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that shit was That shit awesome. was hilarious. <laughs> it was like, that's that my movie. bush, but animated. Yes. Yeah. And they yes. were, they were, it was so, so weird. The subject matter was so nuts, and George Bush Jr. was just such an idiot. Um, what what a great cartoon was. that was. And then there was the cartoon. It just yeah. offended everybody, uh, yeah. as far as like the the political side of it and like being a bush so that I'm I know that's why it got canceled because people watch that show. <laughs> uh, number five, uh, the Boondocks. Love that cartoon. It's uh, when when you got the Netflix turned back on, I put it on right away. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fucking funny, dude. It's it's another side of uh, co- third season kind of lagged, but I mean first two seasons once again amazing. It's another side of American culture you get to look at it, and it's another side of American culture poking fun at itself too, mm-hmm. which is. Refresh, refreshing shoes, in this day and age, uh, the, the Martin Luther King episode where where he doesn't die when he got assassinated, he just goes into a coma and wakes up and is pissed off at what everyone's done in his name and all that is 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 hilarious. Uncle um, Rockus, Samuel Jackson, and 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 Charlie Murphy playing the, the two white homeboys that, yeah. that are fucking you know wannabe thugs. Uncle Ruckus, the racist black man, who's not um, black. Yeah, uh, he's he's got a reverse Villalago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's actually true. a white racist. Yeah, but he just you know his pigment turns the other way like Michael Jackson, but I just turn blacker every day. I'm black, and it's he says very offensive things. It's hilarious. No, uh, that, hold on, that uh, nine out of ten crimes, uh, nine nine out of ten black on black crimes are committed over Nikes or whatever it was. Yeah, when he steps on his shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They 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 put a lot of they put a lot of stereotypes. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Number four, King of the Hill. Um, Love that cartoon. I have a I have a little bit of heritage in Texas and very very many similarities. The old people do have those perms as far as the ladies go, and the the older gentlemen have the blue jeans and the button up shirts, and they drive in their trucks and sit on the porch and they have very simple lives and they. They, they bullshit. Oh, there are there are there there are Dale Gribbles in this world. It's working class. Um, my point to that would be the fact that I knew a Cotton. I knew a Cotton. That's Hank's dad. That would be the uh, the woman that my the the man that my uh, grandmother married after uh, my grandfather had passed a few years later. She married one of her best friends, and he was a real really sweet man. So let's just leave it there. But he was also old and. And set in his ways, and <laughs> he had he had he his, set in his ways. We know what he you was, mean. He was really, really short. He, was he had his really, knee really bones short. Cut off. And no, he, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't missing his shin bones or nothing. Um, yeah. But it was a good one. South Park has to be on the list, I think, because it's it's maintained. Their lull was like 
a while ago, and it's picked back up since in the last three, four years where it become became funny and increasingly funny every episode. They stick with the times. They don't leave anybody out of no. ridicule. It doesn't matter who it is. They even lost and, the character because of that. It, yes, Chef. And the way that, that um, they're able to tie in, you know, a way to have people really examine their lives as kids being kidnapped and sent up to some weird planet where they discover that planet Earth is just a show for the rest of the universe and the the, uh, the the executive leaders of the television are some weird stereotypical Jewish aliens who snort a bunch of cocaine and go and get hookers and make a deal with the kids to save planet Earth so they can keep doing their deal and whatnot. It, it's amazing. You know, Hollywood. Yeah, it, this big circle of bullshit that <laughs> leads to a point at the end of the show almost all the time. Go Broncos, um, dude. Yeah, go Broncos. Did I also say that, that, that obviously the Simpsons are number one on this? I, I, I didn't... I was surprised that that wasn't up there. That was like the adult cartoon. They kind of hit it and it maintained and we got to grow up with it watching an adult cartoon. The first cartoon that I really wanted to watch that my mom said I couldn't when I was a kid. It was an adult cartoon. It was meant to be, and it just changed. You don't get to comment on anything yet because you've already been commenting the whole time. Number two, Beavis and Butthead because that fucking show was great. <laughs> it was a very good show. I actually liked the the uh, the stories that happened as well. I liked, I liked when they were in class and the you know the the military instructor, the teacher tries to decides that he's gonna fuck with them and say that they can't laugh and if they do, they're gonna have detention forever and. We're going to talk about the penis and the vagina. I remember that one. It just keeps bah, bah, just barreling my They're way. both in their mouths. Mm. I, loved, I loved the hippie teacher. I loved their the little friend that they made fun of who wore the winger Stewart? t-shirt. Stewart. Stewart. Stewie. Stewart. Stewart, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought Beavis and Butthead was a really funny show. That would be uh, my signal. I'd go home, do my homework. <laughs> I didn't do homework. But after Beavis and Butthead came on, I'd leave. That would be my cue to go out and play if I didn't have any sports to do. Any of that shit. Um, number one, Ren and Stimpy um, is totally didn't belong on Nickelodeon. <laughs> it was it did definitely. not. I'd watch that and my mom was like, what are you watching? And I'd be like, it's not Nickelodeon. But it's all about butts. It's and boogers and farts, which are kid jokes, but they weren't allowed to be kid jokes at that time. We were not allowed to make those jokes at Shaving that time. Shaving the act day. <laughs> dude, dude, when the boogers are the boogers that they keep underneath the table are like dude talks to farts, man. <laughs> Talking back and forth. Uh, and also the Ren and Stimpy Ren and Stimpy had the uh, um, the rated R cartoons. Mm-hmm. If you caught those, the one where uh, I'm pretty sure it's Ren, no, it's Stimpy. He gets to be the sponge for the naked girl. Yep. And she just like washes him. Like, like she uses him as a loofah. He's, he's a yeah. He's on a stick. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Thank you for spoiling it. She, he's the loofah, and she's washing herself with Stimpy. And like when she goes down south to wash, you know, her her pussy. Every time he comes up, it's all. <laughs> Because he's sucking on her pussy the whole time, dude. It's fucking hilarious, because she's all... Good stuff, dude. Um, Ren and Stimpy was never meant to be on Nickelodeon. No. What, a, what, a, what a fucked up cartoon. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I have a lot of honorable mentions. I'll just slam through them real quick. There are only a couple where I do want to say probably a sentence or two about it. Uh, one, Simpsons uh, South Park Family Guy 
kind of as an all-encompassing. I thought they were too easy to go to. Um, so they put it, my honorable mention, but they did obviously pave the way for adult cartoons. Um, or, kid, or cartoons that are not for kids. Um, coming from the bottom, uh, C-Lab 2021. Goddamn nice. right. Um, I do want to say Ren Stimpy. They were dirty, but I was heavily influenced artistically by the Spumco um, art. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their way of drawing stuff was incredibly influential at a young age. Um, cool. Rocky and Bullwinkle. The Tick. Uh, the Max. <laughs> uh, Robot Chicken. Because not traditional animation, which is why it's an honorable mention, as I said before. Boondocks. Daria. Sorry, I guys. Yeah, I go. I know you guys are some butthead guys, and I'm a Daria guy. So Daria sucked. Daria was awesome. Daria ta ta ta. Right. Uh, Invader <laughs> Zim. Surprise never really made the list. It's not a dull cartoon. I didn't think. That's pretty. That's uh, pretty Rick and pretty uh, and then the whole reason why this is uh, all being brought up is because I started watching Rick and Morty, which what is a great dub show. Um. Number five, uh, BoJack Horseman, off of Netflix. I've never seen it. It's if Bob Saget was a horse. It's basically the. Uh, it's not selling me, Doug. Uh, it's about a anthropomorphic horse, BoJack Horseman, who was an '80s um, sitcom star on Horsin' Around, and then cut to like 20 years later when he's just a drug-addled. Horse? Yeah, like has been. Yeah, it's part of horse. Part horse. Yeah. Nice. Um, Word. I'll have to check it out. Is uh oh it's oh you'd love it. I, honestly, like you would really like Bojack Horse. <laughs> okay. Uh number four, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. <laughs> Basically birth adult swim, which is why it's on there. I mean, ultimately you can say I forgot that show. There was a lot of cool, cool stuff. Not, yeah, not uh, a Ghost Planet because that was meh, but Coast to Coast was fucking amazing. Coast to Coast was great. Um, just one where he gets uh, drunk on Tall Boys and shoots the bear out of the rafters, and uh, uh, Jeff Probst, I believe the host of Survivor, is like, "What the hell is this show? Why am I here?" Like he actually gets. Fed up, like not knowing what the show actually was. Um, number three, Venture Brothers. My brother likes that show. Love that show. Um, Cartoon. Oh my god, just for the thirty-year-olds. I mean, just based on the cultural references, based on that is a basically a drug-addled um, Johnny Quest. Is great. Um, Number two, Archer. You knew it had to be in my top two. I knew it would definitely be in your top two. And number one, surprisingly, it never came up the entire night. Futurama. Oh. That's another one that I'm not entirely... I guess the... the never watched it that much. I guess the jokes are kind of more adult because as a kid, I don't know why you 
they're are they're they're more adult. They're and that not so much. They're not adult and like dirty or crass, but they're adult and like you wouldn't understand it unless exactly. I mean, there are jokes that I know. Like I watched it with my daughter and. I know. Like one thing, like we talk about, like Invader Zim. Like here's a perfect example of why Invader Zim was on my honorable mentions. We watched Invader Zim when your daughter was what one, two, maybe tops. Mm-hmm. The first episode. They're arguing about which one's cooler, smoke machines or lasers, and then the one gets shot in the head with a fucking laser and starts screaming and falling and in the whatever. Eye. He gets shot in the eye. Yeah, but that's something that like a kid would laugh. Well, and the kids are laughing at like, oh, he's falling down on the ground and like screaming. But you and I are laughing because they're arguing about smoke machines versus lasers for cooler entries. Like, that's what we were laughing about. We really were. I mean, there is some... I mean, if you look at most cartoons, you can see that there's a lot of... I mean, just look at the fucking most Disney cartoon movies. Not most. There's a lot. Post... Post Atlantis. Atlantis was the first one that didn't have singing and had adult jokes on it. In it. Atlantis. Was Aladdin before Atlantis? Yes. What was the adult joke? But it didn't have any... But Atlantis didn't have any singing. What were the adult jokes in Aladdin? It's got to be solid. Well, there was... There's none. That's what you're bringing up, so you defend it. It's just the implied sexual overtones in all the Disney flicks from (laughs) Aladdin. But there's no adult jokes. It's it's very much like... You're like, ah, DJ Tanner's... like the little ring. Boyfriend's going to... Bang Jasmine. Fuck out. That's the problem with Disney. I don't bang Jasmine. What's wrong with banging Jasmine anyway? Racist. Disney makes you want to fuck things. Oh, can we please keep going down this? <laughs> like, I don't mean that facetiously. I mean, like, can we just actually follow this route? I'm, I'm like, I'm obsessed with redheads because of Ariel. Really? Period. Mine's Jean Grey. She's a man. <laughs> Not in the comics. Asshole. She's a man, man. She's a man. <laughs> oh no, it's like it's, Disney always throws sex at you. And if I wasn't just in love with Ariel, I'd I'd, I'd want to at least like finger fuck all her sisters. They were mermaids, though. Like, where would you put it? Find something. <laughs> like, in the tail hole. They got a shit somewhere. <laughs> So I'm going to put my fingers in their shitholes. Is that what you're saying? Have you ever put your dick in a butthole? Yeah, but I never fingered a mermaid in a butthole. You know, I imagine that cleaner. Like They're swimming around in salt water. It's like saline. <laughs> I mean, you put your gun decks in that shit, right? It's so clean as long as she's not, you know, just coming off too hard. Uh, you ever pick up a fish? Like, like you pick them up and they just automatically shit all over the yeah, but that's because they don't want you to pick them up. I mean, if the mermaid's there. She's she's she wants you to bang her. Unless she whoop your ass. She's got a tail. And you're in the water. You know? Oh no, we're gonna turn into a TC conversation Did in a second. Daryl Hannah. No TC. Who's TC? Preacher. Oh no, I don't want to talk. You about ever slit a fish and put it on your dick? Uh no, you fucking redneck psychopath. But thanks for asking. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but thanks for asking. Well, hell. I never even thought of trying. What time is it? Oh, we gotta do predictions. Oh, get through. Go first. AFC, Del Norte. Uh, Steelers, Ravens. 10-6. Got Steelers at the tiebreaker. 
Bengals. Marvin Lewis loses his job this year. Browns, not much improved, but competitive. I'm not going to differ from any of that except that I'm not sure Marvin Lewis loses his job only because he hasn't lost his job. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I expect Cleveland to be more competitive. I expect Johnny Menzel to uh, to actually take over that starting job. It doesn't look like McCown's been playing very well, and Johnny Menzel is doing what he needs to do to play better. What we have said that he needed to do from uh, about a year ago, probably give or take about that. Uh, what he needed to do to become a better quarterback and focus his talents. I expect Cleveland Browns to be a more talented football team and compete more. They're not going to be for the division, though. Uh, it's it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. People want to know why Johnny Menzel looks better. Uh, Johnny Menzel looks better because he ditched drinking, ditched partying late at night, ditched the money sign, and realized you're not going to play long in this league if you think you're just going to live off of your little reputation because maybe somebody said look at Tim Tebow he's a great guy he don't play in this league you better look in your playbook is what you need to do you need to apply yourself as a quarterback more than any other position on the field you dive head first in that playbook anytime anything is asked about that playbook you need to be knowing every single bit of that answer and be able to execute it ditching all of that stuff is the first step the next is what I think I've seen as well is him making the plays through the playbook. That's what you need to do. You need to do that. And he's doing it. Happy for him. Never wished him harm. Just knew that what he, what he was doing yeah, you're was never going gonna, to be bad. Never going to be successful in the NFL. Throwing around that little money sign and running for your dear life and hoping a receiver gets open. That's how you get totally killed, blindsided in this league. So, good on him. Uh, good on the Browns, hopefully. Good for him. And I have to keep suffering through not having a good quarterback. I, I will say that. For me I will also much. say that I think Pittsburgh will win that division handily. I don't think they'll be a tiebreaker at all. I think they'll go 11 and 5, 12 and 4. I don't think Baltimore's going to be as good as they were last season. I just don't. I, I don't. Their best receiver is Steve Smith, and he's going to have his his uh, you know last hurrah. But I mean, he's he's old. That's where you're at. Still catching passes, still making plays. Yes. You need other people to catch with you. You can't be too. the only guy. You can't be the only guy. He's already done that, too. <laughs> yeah, he did that for his whole fucking career. That's all he ever did, <laughs> is be the only guy. Shit, he was really kind of the only guy last year, too. But. Yep. Uh, NFC South, to wrap up predictions. Uh, I have the Falcons um, winning the division. Once again, on the tiebreaker, I don't think. I think they're going to lose some games. Um, I, I agree that Matt Ryan probably looked better than he did last year, but, I mean, everybody keeps waiting on Matt Ryan to be the next top-tier quarterback, and I don't know that that's ever going to happen. I think he's going to hover somewhere over just better than shop level. I think that's where he's going to sit, but I think that's good enough with the team he has around him and the players he has around him, especially guys like Julio, who just got paid. Um, going to make some money. I at New Orleans, I think New Orleans lost a lot. Uh, they got older, and they didn't get better. So I think that's where they are. Panthers, I don't know what to think about the Panthers some days. 
sometimes. Kelvin Benjamin got hurt. Kelvin Benjamin is not available. <laughs> he will not be in the fucking building, which we said was going to be the problem on that team last year. Who the fuck is he going to throw the ball to? Yeah, I forget the other cast of characters. They're not, they're, I assume, but I don't even know. I don't follow the Panthers. I don't know what they got. Uh, I'll tell you this much. It's not good. It's not looking good. I don't remember people. Uh, well, I could say that without any knowledge. Who they got. If you don't, remember, I, I, I don't, if you remember, don't know who they got, it ain't looking good. It's, 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 it's really not looking good when I don't remember anybody saying I'm going to take that wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, same In so. a fantasy league where people draft like six wide receivers. So, um, Tampa Bay at the bottom still don't have enough talent. I'm not sure about Jameis. I think Jameis will be a successful quarterback. He's done have a line right, right this year. I got Tampa at fourth on this. But I'm going to put New Orleans at third. Um, I, I like Carolina because I like Cam Newton still. Uh, I, I think he can make stuff happen. They're going to have a good defense. They're going to compete in that division. I expect the Falcons to win this division. They should be better. Um, I don't think it's necessarily Matt Ryan's fault <laughs> when he doesn't have good games or good seasons. Last year he was depleted. Uh, in a lot of places for much of the season. He's a, he's a quarterback that handles himself good. I would like Matt Ryan to come be our quarterback if we had a chance um, outside of you know this season moving past Peyton. If we got Matt Ryan, I'd be pretty happy in our offense. He can throw the ball. He can make any of the throws. I think Matt Ryan would look great in Kubiak's offense. But I think he's, you said he's like a Matt Schaub. I, I highly disagree with that. I, I think that, that he is right there within the second tier quarterbacks in the game. He just hasn't had that same success team around him. I mean, we know how Eli can play when he has talent around him. We know how any of these guys can. Drew Brees is going to have to do it with lesser talent this year. Matt Ryan should be right there. He's big, strong quarterback. He's proved me wrong over and over again, and that they, they, their moves didn't work. Steven Jackson didn't work for them like he was supposed to, the, the, the shit that they tried to do there. They're going to be back in the mix in the NFC as far as playoffs go. They're not a Super Bowl contender, but they're, they've, got a, they've got a good quality offensive scheme out there in Atlanta. Thank you for listening to Shooting the Gap. Hey, before we go, before we go. You weren't saying anything. Before we go, we got to say thank you if you've been listening for a hundred episodes. This is our hundredth episode. So thanks, Scott. We love you, Scott. We also, this is going to piss Doug off, but he decided to leave right after he told us there was an hour left, or we'd already done an hour of the show. (laughs) And we have to keep talking because he's not back in here yet. But we will say this um, I think uh, Ryan heard Wes Craven passed away today. Mastermind of horror, Wes Craven. Actual horror. Like the the beginnings of uh, what most consider the best era of horror when it got created, the eighties era of horror, the slasher. Like, Slashers with suspense. You know, his his slasher was different. He invented, you know, Freddy Krueger. That's um that's pretty fucking awesome. Freddy Krueger is a scary character. I mean, when you think of all the all the scary horror movie guys, I mean, you ought, there's three that come to mind right off the t- tip of the tongue. I'm just going to say Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and that's, that's your standard. 
Mm-hmm. The bar's all the way up here. You want to make a scary movie? You got to make a creepy bastard that doesn't fucking die. I mean, that, that doesn't... But in a creepy way. You can't mm-hmm. just make him not die. That's too easy. And that, that wasn't, like, his only addition to the horror <clears throat> genre in any way, shape, or form. Um, might have been the, the guy that started revenge porn via the horror flicks where it's, you know, some girl gets, you know, really, really fucked with by some some people and that girl or that girl's family gets revenge on those people in horrible ways. Last House on the Left was a college film that he made that's been remade twice and lots of films have been made that are like that. The Hills Have Eyes, the original one. Not the one made afterwards with, you know, all the rape and, like, let's make a movie just so we can rape people. Uh, Swamp Thing, that was... Swamp Thing's not the best movie, but it's known. Serpent in the Rainbow is one of my favorite movies I haven't seen in a while. He did Shocker, which wasn't... Wasn't the best one, but Shocker is a beloved movie. People Under the Stairs, kind of stupid. Vampire in Brooklyn, stupid. Awesome. Scream. Stupid, but at the time, an enjoyable movie. Groundbreaking, actually. Um, it was. It, it had a lot of stuff that hadn't really been in there as far as horror flicks fun of horror really flicks. went. It, in its own way. It, it's such a... Set really, was A monkey? Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Miramax. <laughs> by the way... You Doug, weren't here, but I had to give the shout-out to Wes Craven because you... I, by the way, Doug loves the Shocker. <laughs> Which kind of looks like a W for Wes Craven. <laughs> and there you have it. That's why they call it the shop. Did you want to say anything about Wes Craven? I love him. The guy shaped my nightmares for years to come. He I mean, the guy the killed Johnny Depp with a waterbed. Pretty which, awesome. That's how I imagine that. Uh, that's how I imagine that uh, Jack Sparrow ended up in uh, Davy Jones's locker. You know when he's like going insane, he has like all of his own like crew and all that. He's I like, didn't watch those stupid movies. Yeah, he said they're dumb. They're awful. Suck that, Doug. Wes Craven didn't make that shit. Yeah, Doug. Who made that? Disney. Corbinsky. Uh, uh, Disney. Oh, Doug, you're the best. Happy 100? Happy 100. Happy 100. It's a centennial episode. We also talked about that while you were outside because you left after you said there was an hour and we were done talking. Had to keep talking. So thank you for watching Shooting the Gap. If you're going to stick your finger in a butthole, make sure it's getting bit in some salt water and watch out for fucking fishes. Two in the stink, one in the pink. Love you guys. And by pink, he means salmon. Vagina. Salmon. Vagina. Salmon. I love salmon vagina. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon... And banjo!